You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I'm Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, covering the topic of parenting. Hopefully you've been able to catch some of the first few episodes. We just did one on dads. If you're a dad listening and you missed that, I would encourage you to go back and listen because there's some really good foundational stuff in that one. And the one we're going to cover this week is one that I selfishly am most excited about um, because this is something you actually came and spoke to our small group um, about parenting. We're all kind of in the young uh, phase of parenting And this was something that was really life-changing or changing in the way that we all were thinking about parenting. It gave just this incredible framework for whatever season of parenting we were going to be in. So I think for you out there, this one is going to be good because it's going to be able to give you a mindset or a framework for whatever season of parenting you're in, whether you've got really little ones, whether you've got um, elementary schoolers, middle schoolers, God bless you, we're praying for you, high schoolers, adult kids, whatever that might look like. Um, hopefully this will give you a good place to start. Yeah, and I would just say this to everybody. We all feel like we just need some resources and some help. And when I first heard this, it was tremendously helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Because we always feel as though, especially moms and dads, we don't do a good enough job. I I feel that to this day. I look back and go, ah, the things I messed up, how I wished I had done better. We all feel that. But When I was able to kind of grasp hold of these categories, I thought it helped me in my parenting quite a bit to be able to say, okay, what's the goal at each Mm -hmm. phase, at each age? And I want to walk you through that today. Yep. All right, so let's start at the youngest stage. We'll jump right in because there's a lot to cover. So you've kind of said that it's broken down really into four different kind of phases of life. The first one you would group as from ages zero to five. What would that phase of parenting be? Yeah, if you have kids zero to five, I I want you to hear me on this. Your whole goal is to get control of your children. Hmm. So, So we often call this the discipline phase. In fact, I'm convinced if by five years of age you do this right, you could sort of be done Hmm. with discipline, so to speak. Hmm. Now, whatever form of discipline you choose to use, I'm not going to get involved in that (laughs) debate. Uh, But I would say this, your whole goal, because you're sort of readying yourself for the next phase, is you as a mom and dad have to get control. Get your kids to respect, get your kids to honor you, get Mm -hmm. your kids to obey you, to listen to you. We used to call it first-time obedience, meaning... Mm -hmm. In a sense, when I say something, the first time I say it, my kids are going to obey. You know, and I started this way, too. I was kind of that threatening, bribing yep. parent. And I've seen yep. a zillion of them where you go, yep. you know, when you watch from the outside, you go, to, stop, stop. <laughs> and you're not going to follow through, so don't even say it. But uh, we always say in that first phase, their responsibility is to come to that point when you say something, yep. they obey you. Yep. And if you got to count to three... We used to always say, listen, whatever you're going to do on three, do it on one. Because all it takes is a little bit of time to teach your children. Mm -hmm. When mom speaks, dad speaks, I need to obey. And I often say this to young parents. It could be life-threatening if they don't. Mm -hmm. Because if I say to kids, you're close to the road, hey, stop. Mm -hmm. And they don't obey me, they don't listen, it's very possible they could get hit by a car. So 
Uh, this is a health and safety issue as mm -hmm. well, but you want to bring your kids to first-time obedience. So phase zero to five is this. I want to gain control through discipline. So yeah. whatever I tell them to do, mm -hmm. I want to be able to follow through. I, I use this line all the time on my kids when they were little. Say what I mean and mean what I say. Yep. So if you don't mean it, don't say it. Yep. If you say, listen, we're going to go to bed in five minutes, and you didn't mean it, don't say it. Because yep. all you're doing is training your kids not to obey yep. you. So when That's five hard. minutes is up, it is hot. I, I've caught myself many times, because when you talked about this, I've tried to be better about, okay, whatever they can do on five, they can do on one. So don't count for them. Mean it when you say it. But there are times, I think, like when you're just trying to like prep them for bedtime, it's like, yep. all right, we're going to go to bed soon. We're going to go to bed. And then it's like, okay, hold on. Do I actually mean that? Is that actually yep. going to happen? Because otherwise, it's just noise. I, I agree. And, and I'm telling you, I remember it. Mm -hmm. You're tired. You're exhausted. Mm -hmm. But I, I think parenting is hard work. Yep. And, and again, what I want you to see in these phases is every phase is built on the one that comes before it. Yep. So here's what I'd say to you parents who have zero to five. If you can't get control, you will never be able to move to the next phase of mm -hmm. parenting because they're built on each other. So don't be lazy. Don't be tired. Mm -hmm. Don't say things. I used to watch a guy who did it all the time. I, he would follow. Don't, don't do that. Oh, okay, she did that. Oh, don't do that. And he just, <laughs> you know, he never meant it. And, and eventually a child goes, listen, there's no reason to listen. They're not going to follow through. Yep. They don't mean it. Yep. Um, and it's really not that hard to train your kids. I think it could be done in a day, maybe yep. two days, yep. of teaching your kids to obey you the first time. If mm -hmm. you just made a decision today, mm -hmm. I'm going to follow through. Yep. I remember Trent and I, I can, I can tell an embarrassing story about Trent. I haven't done that yet. We had driven from uh, we were driving to Michigan we had driven about nine hours of it and Leo wasn't listening you wouldn't stop crying and Trent said to him if you don't stop crying we're going to turn around and we're not going to Michigan and I was like there's no way you're going to follow through on that you can't say that you have to threaten something that you can actually do I, I agree in fact I remember and this is how uh, much of these stories stick out for me but there were times when you were little kids if we took you to the grocery store and you were horrible mm -hmm. we literally put you back in the car and went home. Hmm. You know, if we said, hey, we're going to get some ice cream or something like that, yep. and, and you have to be able to say, listen, if this behavior doesn't mm -hmm. stop, then there are consequences, and yep. then you better be ready yep. to give the consequence. If you're not, just don't say it. Right. Because you're training your kids to disobey. Yeah. And that's inconvenient sometimes. It's incredible. <laughs> Parenting is incredibly inconvenient. Uh, uh, but I think that's part because... In the next phase, um, you kind of broke it down to ages 6 through 12. I would imagine it's much harder to reverse that if you haven't done that when you get to that Correct. age. Because that's a different phase. Right. Because once you have discipline or first-time obedience, now you can move to what I would call sort of the training phase. And the training phase, just to use a sports analogy, is now I'm running plays. We're doing practice and you're dribbling and mm -hmm. you're learning to shoot and those kind of things because at age 6 to 12 they're not really in the game of life so to speak yep. you, you are still kind of the ultimate authority in their life you can take them move them pick mm -hmm. them up all of those kinds mm -hmm. of things so, so now when you're in this training and your mom was really good at this hey when we get to so-and-so's house here's how I expect you to behave when somebody says hi to you you mm -hmm. say hi back when somebody gives you something you say thank you yep. so you're kind of in that training phase mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if it didn't go well at the people's house now you get back in the car and go hey this is mm -hmm. something we talked about we talked mm -hmm. about the fact that when somebody gave you something you were supposed to say thank you you were supposed to exchange a courtesy and you didn't so so you're not really in the game of life yet 
you're kind of running drills and practices. You're teaching your kids. And again, biblical ethics is always other-centered. So I'm trying to say, why do I need to exchange courtesies? Because it, it makes the other person mm -hmm. feel loved and cared for. Why do I need to say thank you? Because somebody did something nice for you and you want them to know it. So mm -hmm. I'm always looking from an other perspective and I'm trying to sort of, you know, once you've gotten control, now to begin to train them, mm -hmm. sort of run drills and practice mm -hmm. because they're coming toward the point that they're going to be in the game of life. They're not yet, mm -hmm. but they're coming toward that. And so I want to do as much yeah. training I can. Mm -hmm. I think this is an age too where I've seen so many parents really nail this when it comes to like serving in the church or missions, um, sort of things because I feel like it's an age where kids are really excited about that kind of thing and they can develop passions of themselves. And I've seen parents that really intentionally train them to have an others focused worldview and to care about what's yeah. happening in the world around Very them. Very much so. And I, I think mission experiences are good opportunities and service things are good opportunities, but then it's got to come into everyday life mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you've done the training phase. This would probably, this next phase is probably the one that I think maybe is most difficult for parents, especially if maybe you didn't do yes. as well on the earlier phases, it's years 13 through 18 would be a different phase. Correct. And, and we often call this kind of the coaching phase where, you know, in the discipline phase, I was able to get control, gain their respect, and they obeyed me. Now I'm training, I'm, you know, running practices and drills, but now I'm actually in the coaching phase because age 13 to 19 recognize now kids are in the game of life. Mm -hmm. You are not the most important person anymore. Now it's peers and mm -hmm. how they uh, are viewed among their kids. So I don't have the ability anymore when they're 13 to 18 to be able to sort of, you know, be the primary influence in their lives. Yep. I can call time out every now and then mm -hmm. and we can go, hey, what happened here was not good and I can coach into it. Yep. But the reality is they're sort of running mm -hmm. their own plays, yep. doing their own thing. And you're not dropping them off it, at their friend's house anymore. You're, you're not, not present at every gathering. Yep. And again, it's built on, did I get control of my kids? Mm -hmm. Was I able to discipline them and they were able to trust and obey me? Then was I able to kind of train them and run practices and drills and those kinds of things? Because now they're in the game of life. And now they're kind of doing their own thing, setting their own mm -hmm. course. Again, after a bad event, I can call time out and we mm -hmm. can coach through that, but they're back at it. And yep. so, so we just have to recognize that those things are built upon each other. Mm -hmm. And then you come to the last phase and we call this the friendship phase. Mm -hmm. And um, it, you know, when you guys turned 18, it, it really was the joy to not have to discipline, to not mm -hmm. have to train, to not have to coach. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I felt good about that was because we had done those three things. Uh, and now you come to the point of friendship. Mm -hmm. your, your kid is actually turned out to be uh, some of your closest people. I've said to you before, there's nobody I'd rather hang out with on a day than my own kids. So, uh, you know, they've turned out to be just good people that I love and I care for. And now you move to this friendship phase where... Uh, you know, I don't have to, so to speak, you'll always be their parent, mm -hmm. but I don't have to sort of speak into their life unless they invite me to mm -hmm. do so. And uh, you try to be real careful mm -hmm. in that to only, you know, speak into adulthood of your kids when you're invited. Mm -hmm. But I think it's critical to recognize friendship is the goal. It's never the starting point. Mm -hmm. And I think in today's world, yep. again, my 
criticism of a younger generation is they want to be buddy-buddy at an early age. They want to be friends. Mm -hmm. When in reality, that's the goal. That's never the starting point. Uh, they, they're going to have lots of friends in life. They only have one parent, and mm -hmm. you need to be that in their mm -hmm. life. You're shaping them, molding them for the mm -hmm. future. So the goal of parenting is friendship. It's not the starting point. Yep. What I think is so interesting about this, too, is I think if you get these stages right, what ends up happening in the friendship phase is then you're sought after to coach your... I mean, I there's nobody I'd rather get advice from than you and... That you kind of become their compass in life. And they invite you to coach yep. into their life because there's a respect that's been, yeah. been built and, there. And I think you feel that as a parent. I think when you get to the point of adulthood and you go, boy, this turned out good... Now, now there's a sense in which you feel somewhat, hey, mm -hmm. uh, this worked well. These are my friends. They are, um, you know, set in life and doing well. And you also know if you didn't. Mm -hmm. you, you, you feel it. Yeah. There's a tension. There's a distance. There's all kinds of things. And again, I think at that point in time, you've got to go and seek mm -hmm. forgiveness and say, listen, mom, dad wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. Here's where I blew it. And, and then see if you can go... Mm -hmm. uh, so let's talk about that because I remember when you came and spoke on this, Trent and I kind of looked at each other like, Ugh, we got to get them listening on the first time. There's some things we have to adjust, but we were still in that first phase. So we we're able to kind of adjust and pivot. Let's talk about the parent who's maybe in the middle school phase, the training stage, the coaching phase, maybe even the friendship phase. And they're looking back and they're thinking, oh, I've been getting this wrong. Can they adjust course and how so? You can. I, I do think if you get to the training phase and you recognize you, you didn't mm -hmm. discipline your kids, I think you actually got to go back and do that. I, I don't think you'll be, ever be able to train a child that you haven't gotten control of. So recognizing mm -hmm. I'm giving you categories here, yeah. but it could be zero to eight mm -hmm. is the discipline phase because you uh, you know, we didn't do our job like we should have, and yeah. now we need to do so. And I, I'd say the same, you know, coming into teenage years, now you've got to go back and do some training and those kinds mm -hmm. of things. But recognize that's very difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, you can probably imagine when you start to train, run drills and practices for a teenager, how well that goes over, yeah. or how when you've got a maybe an eight or a nine-year-old, you're disciplining still. It, mm -hmm. It's not ideal, so... Yeah. That's why I just say to parents, again, you can go back and you can do correction, but it's so much easier mm -hmm. if you do it right during that time. Yep. yep. Couldn't agree more. Is there a resource for parents? I mean, <laughs> say they've heard on this, they like it, they agree with it. Is there anything that yeah. they could read into more you know, and do more there with? There certainly are. Anything that James Dobson has done is very mm -hmm. good. Um, you know, most of mom and I's training came from a, a, a book called Growing Kids God's Way. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's good stuff and it's yep. worth getting a hold of. I don't know how much of it's still available. Mm -hmm. I'm so old now that maybe yep. is not available. But those kinds mm -hmm. of things are really good resources. Yeah. Well, I just would encourage you parents, kind of in that exhausting stage of disciplined parenting myself, to uh, stay the course um, and continue a good work um, in your kids because they really are not ours. Um, they are a gift from God that has been entrusted to us. So just saying a, a special prayer over you this week. Make sure you join us next week. We're going to continue on this important topic of parenting. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. 
And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast. <laughs>